Hello, welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good, bud. How you doing? Where are you this week? I'm home and I'm not doing fantastic. What's I, the matter, buddy? Rob, Rob, Rob. I I I think everybody has one of these stories, and unfortunately, I've, I've gone through life 62 years without having my, my own, and I think I finally, well, I know I do, I finally have one. Everybody has a nightmare of a story like, um, oh, you're expecting a child. Oh, uh, no, actually, I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've gone through my entire life not not having that story, and I... I when's the baby due? Yeah. Hey, when's yeah. the baby due? I didn't do that. What baby? I didn't I didn't do that, but what oh Rob, this has been a disaster, man. I'm gonna interrupt you for one second. Okay. My family has a name for that because I am the king. I am the king of that. Oh. Uh, and my family calls it dad just Johnson somebody. Oh no. It's yeah. it's that common. <laughs> it's that common. Okay. Well, uh, now, don't forget your story. I'm going to cut you off. Quick story. Sure, We're in ahead. a restaurant. We're in a Mexican restaurant. Me, Pauline, and Rebecca. And Rebecca's giving it to me, right? Mm-hmm. The waitress comes over, and Rebecca is just bebopping all over me, slamming me. Mm-hmm. I look at the waitress, and I go, I hope you don't talk to your dad like this. She leans down in real close and goes, my father and I haven't talked in 14 years. Oh, he didn't no. like me. I didn't like it. And then we got her whole life story. And Rebecca is kicking me under the table. And as soon as she walks away, she goes, nobody does it better than you, Dad. Nobody. <laughs> nobody does it better than you. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were going to say, she said, my dad just passed away. Uh, <laughs> I wish she had. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been uh, quick, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have a, a, somebody I know, a friend of mine, they, they call me, and um, he, he had this experience where he, he went to somebody's house that he, and confided some information in, right? Some very personal information that he, he was with a longtime friend, somebody he knew, knew forever, and was, you know, saying some very personal stuff, right? And when he left, that guy's wife who was there in the next room in the kitchen the whole time, got in a car and drove down to this other person's house and just relayed the whole thing. I mean, stuff that he would not want anything. I mean, it's horrible, isn't it? Why would it's he a, do that? It, it was she did that. The guy's wife did that. Oh, man. You know what I mean? So he's telling something very personal, very family thing, very personal thing to this person. And, you know, he knew him forever. I mean, you know, he, he, they, they were in each other's lives for a long time. And when he got done, it was very obvious that that lady went, drove down right down to that, that other person's house, somebody else's house, and relayed the whole story. Oh and, and, and which caused a complete divide in the family. <laughs> I mean, there's, it's irre, irre, trust me when I tell you, it's irreparable. Okay. So he's telling me this. And <laughs> he's telling me this. He's like, I just, I mean, I don't know what to do about it. I feel, I mean, I feel awful about this. I want, I mean, why would she do so? That's awful. 
and he, you know, and, and he's not a very, he's, he's not, um, um, he don't talk a lot. You know what I mean? He doesn't express his feelings very well. He is what I'm saying. So I took it upon myself. I thought like, okay, he's looking for me to have a solution for this. How, you know, how to fix this. So I said, you know, if you want, I could write something for you. And if you want to text to her or whatever, and, and just tell her this, you know, you can, you can just, I'll send it to you and then you can send it to her. And, I, and he goes like, what do you like what I said? All right, well, let's see, like, how about like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I thought when I when I poured my heart out to you, I was in a safe place amongst friends that I could I could share this, this information. And I was really horrified to find out that you, you then went and shared it with somebody else. And, and I just felt like we had a friendship that, that didn't have to have he goes, Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. I said, All right, I'll text it out to you. And then you go ahead and send it, you can do it, you know, send it to that person. Okay. Now this guy's in construction. Okay. It's important to know that. So he says, great. So I write out a beautiful, everything I just told you. Okay. Very, I mean, it was, you know, when you're on and you're writing something's like, wow, this is, this is, this is really good. Okay. The only problem I started with dear blank wrote dear, unbelievable. Yeah. As a joke, though. As a joke. I'm hoping and, this was as a joke. Of course, as a joke. And then I sent as it to him. As a joke. I sent it to him and I said, hey, you might want to edit this, LOL. Because he's that type of guy. We have that kind of relationship, right? Right. And and he goes, he, he goes, hey, he's laughing, whatever. And he goes, hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Never thought I know nothing about it. I go off and mow the lawn. About an hour later, he calls me back. He goes, oh, my God, Wayne. Oh, my God. I go, what? He goes, I sent it to her. I also, I said, okay, good. I mean, did she respond? He goes, and he goes, no, I mean, I sent everything you just, I said, well, you edited it, right? You took out what I, he goes, no, I just sent what you sent right to her. Oh my God. I said, what, why, why would you do that? He goes, <laughs> oh, he goes, oh my God. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. He was desperate. So I go, hey man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I mean, I told you to edit it, right? I, you heard me say you got to edit this. You know, I, I don't know why you would have sent the whole thing like that. And um, so I said, hey man, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. But if you ever need anything else, just call me. Why don't you, want <laughs> You've already screwed his life up. Why don't you screw it up again? Why don't you write yeah, another yeah. Wayne Highlander special? Yeah. Write another letter on top of the letter. Yeah, I have. I have, I don't even know. To, I don't want to know the outcome of this. I so don't you want to know. Just, you, you, I put myself in a place I shouldn't have put my. I should have just said, "Hey, man, sorry." Well, I should not have interjected myself to to, to try to do the right thing. Uh, so you just can't help yourself, can you? I'm I'm a nice guy, Rob. You can't help yourself. Stray dogs, stray cats, writing yeah. letters for people that that have that didn't really need any help. Yeah. All right, and Rob. It's that witty sense of humor that got you in trouble. Yeah, there you go. That's what's got you in the trouble. Mm. All right, Rob. We are, uh, I think the right is on the wall. Although I don't think this, uh, I, I don't think we're in that bad of a place. But um, I think contractors are seeing signs of a looming slowdown. Oof. And I think we maybe should talk about how you can protect yourself. I mean, you think about it, Rob. 
we didn't have to hunt for the last five years, right? I mean, yeah, uh, you, we didn't have to. There was there was a lot of work out there. I mean, everybody was turning down work and what have you, and and uh, business was good. And all of a sudden, it looks like things are starting to slow down. Um, mm. People are going to have to learn how to hunt again. Yeah. Hopeful. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe. The, the, the stronger your business is, the less likely it's, you'll be affected by risks. I mean, if they do, if these unforeseen events don't, do happen or whatever, um, and strengthening your business is, doesn't just involve financial management. I mean, it also includes strategies to retain and broaden your customer base and uh, market your business more affordably. Definitely. Marketing. Yep. And I think as, as part of the process, uh, you should review if your technology will in increase your efficiency and reduce costs and callbacks and stuff like that. And, and I think, Rob, I mean, I, I, I know I, I don't want to say we beat it to death, but damn it, the power drive, the green guard gold and, uh, and, and those type of things and your unique equipment like that uh, can separate you from the crowd. Um, there's a higher demand for green building. And I think the, the, the shutdown of 2020 allowed us to see in a very short time the kind of impact our emissions have on the environment unlike any other event in history, I bet. Um, it's brought sustainability and the issues of sustainability to the forefront. So I just think that, you know, um, we remember the worst, the worst in my career was 2007. And you probably remember those days. I mean, that, that, that was oh. an ugly, ugly thing to live through. Yeah. Very ugly. That was the big ugly. Yeah. Yep. So I think maybe we could talk about some ways to protect yourself and set yourself aside. I really do think you have to hit the sustainability thing, man. Uh, I, I just, it's just, it used to be kind of a nice have nice, you know, nice thing to talk about. Some people resonate and it's turned into something much more than that. Right. Um, green well, you know, gold. you touched on, you touched on, and you just said it again, as I interrupt you, the green guard gold. Okay. Right off the bat, I'm doing a school this week. Uh, really good class. You'd have a lot of fun at this class. This is, uh, I wasn't crazy. It's 13 students. I, I hate that number 13, but um, this is a really, this is a great bunch. And we've had some really good discussions uh, about exactly what you were going with, with Green Guard. And we really started, one of the things that we really started getting into um, during the class was even our PVC 2.0 with the dual motors that have the dual HEPA filter systems on their back. I mean, man, if you're not talking about that, because mm -hmm. right now, you know, maybe, possibly, if something, you know, the economy, blah, 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 but we might have to learn how to hunt again, you know, and if you're going out hunting, we need as many bullets in that gun as possible. Yeah. And if you're talking about, hey, uh, you know, even my vacuum system, my, you know, dust containment system has dual HEPA filter, right? Anything you can separate yourself with, anything that differentiates it, where if it comes down to you and another guy, somebody's going, well, you know, this guy's using the HEPA filter, right? Or he's using, you know, the adhesive that's going to go under the floor that will be there the lifetime of the floor. 
that's green guard certified gold green guard gold certified so yeah yep i i think it's definitely time to uh you know so because i think just what you said in the beginning of the show people haven't had to hunt for a while well here's the thing and you just brought this to my uh my mind right now is that um you know i think it's not a bad idea i wouldn't even think about the hepa filter and the vacuum cleaners to be honest with you but one of the scariest things for people having the floors done, I know even my wife is, oh my God, what about the dust? Uh, so I get that out right right away in the estimate and say, listen, I want, I want to know how we handle the dust because that is usually one of the biggest concerns for homeowners. We have HEPA filter vacuum cleaners, blah, blah, blah. I'd even go into the Tampico brush uh, because dust you know, gets in the finish as much as you vacuum and vacuum, this machine will get right down into the soft grain and pull that dust out. So we, it is a, a big deal to us and it makes a cleaner job and a cleaner job is a better job. And boom, great, great deal of sales presentation you could do for the, for the, for your clients. I mean, um, you wouldn't want the first strategy to be lower, lowering your prices. You know what I mean? That, that like in 2007, I think, you know, the guys started dropping prices and I, I want to hold my prices as long as I fiercely as I can. Right. That's my, that's my livelihood. I mean, I think the good news is there's still a massive uh, housing shortage in, in America, a massive, like 5 million or more houses that we need. There's a, that shortage is there, and it's that we still have to have those homes. So I don't think this is going to be as bad as what we saw in 2007. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, it's a good time to talk about uh, protecting yourself a little bit. Well, you want to be prepared, right? Yep. You, you want to be prepared. You yeah. Don't want to just have this blind side and go, oh my God, I didn't see it coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, and we do pound this away, right? We want to be at the race to the top. You want to be at that race to the top pricing in your community, wherever you're doing business. And, you know, the people who have money don't, recessions don't hurt them as much. So if your clientele is the high-end clientele, if that's what you've been driving for, or you haven't, that's where you should be going because they're not going to get hit as bad as, you know, some of the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. And when we talked about, yeah, first your, 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 your equipment and your sales presentation, I think for, well, let's start with this. I think sales presentation starts first. You know, my really, um, presenting myself in the and little things that like you say like vacuum to me just in fact before you even said it uh you don't even think about a big deal with vacuum you know what i mean mm -hmm. you vacuum the floor everybody vacuums the floor but if you can say you talk about the hepa filters and stuff like that and just talk about how much you know it's important for you to vacuum the floors and and create a, a clean job site and i think from there you you look at your the the other side of your business the marketing and what have you um I, I didn't really realize this until recently, but you know, when you talk about you're being visible on the internet, I think 92% of all search traffic clicks occur on the first page uh, of, of the results. And 67% of those clicks go to the first five search results. Uh, but anyhow, 92% of all search traffic clicks occur on the first page of, of for, and 67% of the clicks go to the first five companies on that page. That's pretty damn important. So an SEO is a strategy of demonstrating to Google that your, your website has authority. So that's important too. 
if Google sees that you're an expert in flooring, uh, you're more almost guaranteed to show up higher in the searches. Having stuff like blogs on there and, and just information and articles that you can share and uh, pictures of jobs and that kind of stuff. I mean, it just demonstrates to the Google that you're worthy of being further up the list. I was always big with testimonials. I think people love a testimonial. Yep. Yep. Especially uh, if you have enough testimonials and you're working, you know, in kind of local, your town, surrounding towns. Enough, We it got to the point where Pete and I had so many testimonials. As people would be looking through our testimonials, they'd be like, oh, my God, I know that guy. Oh, I know that. I work with him. Oh, I didn't know you knew that. That really starts to make a difference. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Photos of your completed jobs, jobs in progress. Uh, before and afters are huge. Uh, uh, videos of customer testimonials uh, is not a bad idea either. Uh, showcasing your, your new flooring products. Uh, photos of interior design inspiration. Uh, before and after photos, like I said. And um, maybe community involvement. Or I, I'll tell you what I think is very smart. Because one thing people are, like I said, they're worried about dust, right? That's a concern. They're also worried about people in their home that they don't know. So I think a very, you know, all your, your, your guys, I've said it before, but if you have three guys working for you, hey, this is Brian, here's his hobbies. He likes fishing, uh, here's his wife and kids, but make it more personal that, all right, now I, I don't feel so concerned. I know who's gonna be in my home. I know they're members of the community. I know this guy's got a wife and kid. He plays softball with his kids or whatever. I think really puts the clients at ease. And uh, we had an episode with Chris, afraid on your earlier talking about uh, charging for estimates i think i think all these things add value and put on your side of the equation they add value and the more of these things you can put on there that puts the homeowner at ease and uh you know position yourself as the expert and then it's so damn important when you're bidding that job to really do a good presentation for that for that homeowner and really explain what you're going to do back in the old days I, we all remember the old guys back in the old days they get here's my business card, three dollars, you know, sixteen hundred dollars, two coats of poly, if, and then on the back of a business card, right. right? I mean, that's that's a guy that, you know, that, that's not two thousand twenty-two. It's certainly not two thousand twenty-three. No, that's that's nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. So you know, um, when you said about, you just hit the made me think of something. When you said about introducing yourself or having your guys. Uh, I did a uh, school last week in Athens, Georgia. Awesome guys, too. You know, I know I say that just about with every class, but I, I really don't run into a lot of uh, nuts. Okay, these guys were great. But uh, I had mentioned to the one owner, I go, hey, um, you know, this guy here, so-and-so, he seems really on the ball. You know, you just sometimes people will stand out during the trainings. And I had mentioned that to the owner. And he said, this is nothing. He said, every home that he goes into, and we never told him to do this. This was not us. This was him. He said, every home that he goes into, he introduces himself. He tells them a little bit of his background. And then he thanks them for inviting them, trusting him to be in their home. The guy said, I get more calls first day of the job 
Never had anybody do this. Thank you so much for sending this guy. He said, we never asked him to do it. It's just something that he does. And he, he said, it's unbelievable how that works. That, he goes, we get good reviews before we've even done the work. And I said, my God, what a way to set the tempo of the job. Now, you know. I would steal that in a heartbeat. I absolutely. Uh, Holy smokes. You know, there's things that we hear out there. We're t- you know, you and I deal with a lot of contractors, and we write down a lot, take a lot of notes, and that is absolutely a steal one, right? I mean, like when he said that people call me the same day, he goes, we're already getting great calls and great reviews just from how this guy presents himself when he goes into a home. So I was like, man, that is, that's awesome. That's pretty Holy cool. Holy smokes, man. I mean, that is that is brilliant. I love that. You know, it's the little things like that. I remember uh, reading about this cab driver. He's a cab driver. Do you ever remember any cab driver you ever had in your life? Nope. No. No. Yeah, you, uh, it, it, very surprising if anybody remember a cab driver. You might remember an experience with him, but you don't know his name. This cab driver said, all right, I'm a cab driver, whatever. How am I going to, how am I going to stand out? He'd say, here, here's my card. Here's water. Here's this. If you're ever going to come in town again, just let me know when you're going to be in town. Boom, boom, boom. And he just made the experience like, like no other cab experience you've ever had. That guy had two ways he could have, he could have approached that job when he woke up in the morning. He could have woke up when I'm driving a cab here and I got to deal with these people, whatever. Or he could have been this guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, just when you, we all run across people like that. In, in the service industry and when you find these it's gold and it just automatically makes you so happy because everybody's the other way everybody's you know miserable they're tired they're hurrying blah 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 and you, no one can blame them whatever but it doesn't matter why this guy took it upon himself to be the uh, to- totally opposite of that and everybody loves the guy appreciates him. his business is off the charts um so you know i just think that um uh, very smart what that guy does. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I he also, took it on his own too. He, he, yeah. he took that all on his own. I also love Athens, Georgia. And uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, all the bands that come out of Athens, that small town is insane. REM came out of there. The B-52s came out of there. Widespread Panic came out of there. Uh, drive-by truck drivers, I think, came out of there. Yes, drive-by truckers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did I say drive-by truck drivers. Drive-by truck truckers. Drivers. Yeah, drive-by yeah, truckers. With, back back when Jason Isbell with uh, was with them, um, that's a great little town. Good college town. And uh, funny part was the bulldogs. Everywhere you go. Yeah. Every, every everywhere you do, go, there's this three four foot size bulldog everywhere you go. So. Well, the, I, I kind of started the training. I'm like, you guys got a little college team around here. You got a little football team or something. Mm-hmm. Well, all eyes are going to be on Georgia here in a couple of weeks when they play Tennessee. That will be a phenomenal game. If anybody just seen Tennessee beat Alabama, I am not taking. I, I am not. I know enough about the South that I am not taking a position in that at all. <laughs> but holy smokes, was that a was that a great game? Um, pretty cool. Um, I want to thank you, Rob, for the last eight pounds that I put on over the last two weeks. You're absolutely welcome. You're 100%. You're 100%. I've never eaten so much spaghetti in my life. Every night. I'm going to have spaghetti again tonight. (laughs) We're never going to make that much spaghetti again in our lives. 
We've been eating spaghetti every night, and I I know I, I've, I've I can't I've believe it. you're not sick of it. I, I was the best damn spaghetti sauce I've ever had. That was that was excellent, man. Yeah, it's good. I'm yeah. not sick of it. At all. I could I could eat it every night. I think for a month, but I gotta stop, man. This pasta. But here, here's a here's a PSA that for people that didn't know this. I just realized this recently. You know, uh, you try to stay away from carbohydrates, right? Yeah. Well, obviously, spaghetti noodles is full of carbohydrates. Right. But did you know, if you put them in the refrigerator and leave them in the refrigerator for a day or two, whatever, they lose that. I'm going to screw this up for anybody that knows nutrition. But, <laughs> but the carbohydrates aren't, like, aren't the same. Something happens in those noodles that they don't carry the same amount of carbohydrates. So it's, it's much better to eat them that way if you're worried about, uh, about the carbs. So do you cook them and then put them in the fridge or you store them in the fridge cold? Just, just store them in the fridge cold. And just like, no, okay. Let's say like you make noodles tonight, yeah, right? You you don't eat all of them or whatever. You put the rest in the refrigerator. Yeah. Well, the, the, the noodles that you put in the refrigerator are not as bad for you as the noodles you eat that night. Cause they've been, they've been in the refrigerator. Okay. Well, you're telling yourself that so you can eat it. I absolutely am. Eight. Eight times, right? <laughs> I am, and I am, but uh, I, I gotta, I gotta get away from that, man. So, well, anyway. that's the problem with the recipe is it, you guys cut it in half, and it's still, still a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. when we make it, I told you, we make it, bag it, and each kid gets one or two bags. Yeah, on top of, we're gonna do a couple Sunday dinners with it. Like everybody came over last week, Pauline made a lasagna out of it. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. going to keep building stuff out of it and everything. But no, I'm glad you liked it, man. Uh, so how long did it take you? You and Judy did it together? Uh, about 14 hours of cooking. Uh, Judy did most of it. I was going to help her, but as it turned out, she had to make it during the week. We were going to make it together the weekend, but I don't know what happened. So anyhow. Uh-huh. All right. So, like I said, we, we're hoping to slow down isn't uh, isn't uh, going to be what it was in in years past, but um, you know, just little things to safeguard yourself from these these type of things, uh, and, and I think arm yourself with ammunition to keep yourself going and busy and what have you. And uh, we want everybody to see have uh, we're coming into the holiday season. Gosh, can you believe we're already in October, Rob? The year is yeah. coming to a close. Crazy and. You know, November is a blur for a lot of people. For me, I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving was always, we were busy as can be at Thanksgiving. And at Christmas, we were swamped. Everybody's trying to get in before the holidays. So um, those those times are coming. You know, I think something else that I would be doing with the, like the company that I'm working with this week, they're a big company. Uh, I think this is a time where you're going to have a meeting with the guys. You know, maybe take them out to dinner, get everybody around and say, we need to protect ourselves here, you know, get everybody on board, all hands on deck type of a thing. Like mm-hmm. this could be happening. We need to do, well, you guys are doing great, but we need to always be doing great. We need to do it better. We need almost like that guy who introduces himself. We need mm-hmm. to go out of our way to make sure that all of our customers get that pure customer experience. I would do that tomorrow. I love that so much. I would start that tomorrow. I think that's brilliant. And you're right. You know, it's nothing. I think it's great sometimes to rally the troops around and go, hey, guys, you know, we live off referrals. 
and uh, we, we want to make sure that we're the, we're the top of the ladder. And so let's make sure that we're doing everything possible. You know, just the little things mean so much. That um, team, you know, it's that team feeling. All hands yeah. on deck. We're, you know, yeah, we're in this together type of a thing. And you really mm-hmm. are, right? I mean, that was one of the things that uh, the owner of this company here, he said this week, he goes, man, I'd be, I'd be nothing without my guys, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I think maybe it's to, you know, have that meeting if you hadn't had a meeting yet and say, hey, you know, it's some clouds on the horizon here. Let's, let's talk. Like- Give me some ideas. What do you think we should be doing? Get everybody's get some feedback, get some dialogue going. There was a, there was a guy that uh, was power washing my fence, my neighbor's fence, which is we share the same fence, right? So he was power washing her side of the fence, and uh, he came over to me, and uh, lots of energy, man. He goes, "Hey, you know what? I was looking at your fence. I'm here doing hers, and I noticed that you you could use yours as done as well, and to, for, for, to go from here to there." power wash it and do this, that, and then I rinse it again and everything with bleach and uh, I'll, I'll charge you 400 bucks. And I went, yes, of course, go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's there. I thought that's a pretty sharp guy. I mean, it's a nice little come over here and, 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 uh, and to do that. The only downside is when he had a guy working for him uh, who was uh, doing the bleaching part, he had a, a spray can, you know what I mean? Like a spray can and he was bleaching. Well, Judy goes, you know what? Why don't you go out there and ask that guy if he wants one of these kind bars? You know what I'm, you know, these, these yeah. kind, okay. Yeah. So I come up to him to offer that. I, I'm downwind of the guy and, I, and I'm, I'm standing there and all the bleach goes in my face, in my eyes. All I want to do is give the damn guy a kind bar. And I go back in the house and my eyes are burning and I'm, I'm feeling for the doorknob. Yeah. Oh He's man, you, it, to be a nice you, guy. Huh? You're just trying to be a nice guy. Trying to be a nice guy. That's all. Yeah. So we'll just right. throw the bar at him, whack him in the head with. Throw no, the bar. I, I just had to hold the box. I had a box of them, and I, I assume he took one. Maybe he took two because I was blinded. I don't know. <laughs> all right, Rob. As usual, thanks again for all your insight. I appreciate it. Uh, great well, to see you. Well, you know, one thing I want to mention. <laughs> it's not that we're doom and gloom on this show, episode, right? Yeah. But there are some dark clouds on the horizon, so maybe, you know, we just start preparing, just in case. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Because yep. right. you and I, we're not doom and gloom, guys. No, no, I've we're, never been. We, no, are, no. We, we are up with people, you know? That's what, that, that would be our song, up with people type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'm going to end on that, Rob. This end has been... This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. Oh, yeah.